Hello, I'm Olivia Agar and this is Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the key trends, drivers and moves in agricultural markets. So it's been teasing us for a while now in a will-it-won't-it scenario, but the Eastern Young Cattle Indicator finally broke through the 900 cent barrier to settle at a remarkable 907 cents per kilo carcass weight this week. And when you watch markets closely like we do, it's always very exciting when the price gets a new number in front. Don't laugh at that. And while it's very good news for those that are stocked up with cattle to sell, it does make marketing decisions a challenge. And that's where we're starting out today. We have the pleasure of being joined by Ron Rutledge, Livestock Development Manager at Nutrient Ag Solutions, for his second debut on Commodity Conversations to talk about what producers should be considering in the current market and how to make the most of these prices for spring calves. We've also been talking for a while about the supply struggles in the north, and you'll hear a bit more on that from Ron today as he talks about how live export supply chains are coping with the dynamics. So sit back and enjoy this one. Ron and Rob are ready to go, so after a thanks to this week's sponsor, we'll get started. Meridian Agriculture is a multidisciplinary specialist consultancy established by Dr. Mike Stevens. With Meridian's 16 consultants spread across six locations in New South Wales and Vic employ an evidence-based, scientific approach to farming and a personalised manner with their clients. Meridian specialises in improving both financial and operational aspects of farming enterprises and guiding families through the often difficult transition of succession planning. Head to their website, meridian-ag.com.au, to learn more. Well, thanks, Olivia. Yes, you're right. We've got Ron Rutledge back on. And, Ron, um, I was looking back. It was October last year we spoke to you. And uh, today we want to talk about cattle. But back then we were talking about lambs. I listened to the podcast and you made some pretty big claims in that podcast or pretty confident claims. At that stage, Merino lambs were trading for around $140. And your, I guess, suggestion was that, um, you know, people taking them on, shearing the wool off them and then selling them in the winter or around about now, I guess, would get about a $60 margin plus wool. How's that played out, Rob? Have you had a look back at that? Yeah, well, if you look at, uh, good afternoon, everyone. If you look at Wagga today, Rob, you've got a 25 kilo Merino lamb trading at uh, $8 or thereabouts. That's an extraction of a bit over $200, so... Yeah, it was a it was a pretty good bet at the time, but I think it has now come to fruition that if those people had bought merino lambs early in the year, they would be uh, getting the tidings of some good returns now. And that's great. I mean, it was very. Um, it's interesting when these when you make these predictions. We know this from time to time that, providing you're using sound logic and and know a bit about what you're talking about. Often it comes through, but uh, the buyers of these merino lambs also got a bit of wool off them too. So I guess that was a bit of cream on the cake. Yeah, well, the wool market certainly bounced around a bit, but just currently at the moment, if you're selling wool and trading wool, it's it's you know there's a good extraction there on your on your return on funds, and um, the positivity is that the wool uh, professionals are starting to say that they're starting to look a bit promising again. So let's just hope it's going in the right direction again. Yes. Well, certainly the type of wool that you would have been shearing off as where the lambs would have been at the fine end, and uh, and that wool was really taken off as you pointed out, Ron. But look, let's let's talk about cattle and. Um, in your role with um, Nutrient as Livestock Manager in the Southern Region, you get to travel around quite a bit. And I was speaking to you the other day when you were over on King Island, and you see a lot of varying uh, situations, but cattle are really the, the talking point at the moment. 
I mean, we're hearing about these excellent conditions to start with, but can you just tell us a little bit about what, what it looks like on the ground? What are the, what's the feed situation? What do the calves look like? But, and, and specifically, I guess, Ron, we're talking about calves that were dropped last spring in 2020 and are now being weaned. How are they coming off? Oh, look, they're, they're coming off exceptional. They've had a, a basically a 12-month sequential period of a good season. Nothing's sort of gone wrong. Um, turning into a, the autumn we're even facing. They've had an autumn break to go, even go forward for the 14th and 15th month in their lives. They've had a really good start. The top end of the calves are producing calves that are very close to 360 to 70 kilos. Um, and even the, um, the, the lighter end um, out of younger cows are still getting around at 300 kilos, which is a fantastic weight for a spring calf. And um, there's uh, many and varied people taking that opportunity to say, well, there's certainly a good outcome here. Let's take the money. Case in point, Mortlake today, just over 5,000 cattle. Bansdale tomorrow, same thing. Piranha in Tasmania, another 4,000. You know, 14,000 cattle in our southern geographics uh, is pointed at one thing, the start of spring calves. Yeah, and you're right that, uh, you know, that's a real feature. But normally those calves and a lot of those farmers who are um, weaning calves at the moment, would be, uh, they'd be intending to take them on to heavier weights, wouldn't they? And especially when they've got feed in front of them. Oh, they, they would be primarily gauged at the feeder market uh, going into the later part of the southern winter. But just the prices extracted um, out of some of these lighter weight calves, you know, up to $8 a kilo um, for a 200 kilo animal, uh, $1,600 return. People are saying, well, we don't need to go through a process of trying to battle them through a winter and an early spring. Let's take the money now. Let's give our uh, country full potential to grow and let's um, start the process again. I can remember, Ron, when we got excited when the Eastern Young Cattle Indicator, which is carcass weight, got to $8 a kilogram. So we're now talking $8 live weight for these cattle. It really is quite extraordinary situation. So you must have having that question put to you a lot when these farmers are now weaning their calves. And, and some of them would be heavier than 200, I guess. You know, they'd be pushing up in the weights a bit. What's your take on what should what they should be considering in this situation? Well, Rob, I think we're really at the crossroads right here and now. Uh, people weaning calves and saying, "Do I take the the eight dollars a kilo for the light ones, or seven dollars, close to two thousand for the heavy ones? Do I take that money, or do I sit back and take my chances that this market will can continue to grow and I'll get over two thousand dollars for my feeder cattle and I'll be ahead?" That's the producer side. It's a real conundrum as to what direction people go. There is a very high proportion taking the money as we speak, but there are a degree of people saying, well, that's our normal program. We've got feed. We've got the ability to get through the winter and do what we normally do and grow them out to feed us. But with hesitancy, I think there's a very high proportion taking the money now, and those cattle are all being transgressed over the Murray River into New South Wales where seasonality is even a lot better than what we see. And uh, there's been a big transfication of stock from south to north, whereas uh, 12, 14 months ago, it was north to south. So we're seeing a, a different trend happening with where the cattle are going. The feeder cattle will still be there, but they're in a different part of Australia. So I'm talking to uh, Ron Rutledge, who's Nutrien's uh, Livestock Development Manager for the Southeast region, and we're talking about cattle. I've got to be honest, Ron, I never thought I'd be talking about, you know, calves that are, aren't 12 months old worth, you know, somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000. So we are in very unprecedented conditions. And I guess there are people who are going to, as you say, take the money, but 
There's also, I noticed that Angus's article today on Mercado points out that the US beef cutout has actually risen 18% for the month. So that's the cattle price in the US or the calf cutout price is really rising strongly. And it's the highest price it's ever been at, Ron, apart from that really short period when COVID hit and the meat works closed down. So perhaps we will see those buyers who are taking on these high-priced cattle um, see that the um, export meat prices can stay and, and improve and, um, and prices hang on a bit. Yeah, certainly, Rob. I do think it's placated that we do see a lot of our bullock-type fattening people saying that we've seen all these high things before. There's been a great deal of hesitancy uh, for the traditionalists to go back in and buy their replacement bullocks, and a lot of them have just had to do so in the last two months. They've had paddocks that have been relieved of cattle for up to three and four months, and they were waiting for an easing trend. That hasn't happened. Now, whether we just get into some tight seasonality through some geographics where it might just ease the price of um, young cattle back. But there's been a lot of hesitancy and conundrums that producers have been looking at as well as people that are purchasing cattle wanting to know where they're going to get in and where they're going to dump out. And The big question is a lot of the generational people have seen some of these high prices before and they are treating it with caution, um, which is fair enough. But there's been a lot of decisions made that people will have to put some stock in their paddocks eventually. Yes, and the point you make about feed is an interesting one because, you know, there's nothing better than being able to finish your stock on grass. I mean, it's a really cost-effective way of doing it. So people will be looking in their paddocks and, um, you know, it's the old story, a bit of grass fever kicks in wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And that good early autumn break uh, in that Easter period just timely put that icing on the cake for some. But, look, we've had a couple of weeks now through the south where, um, it has just dried to a point and we've had a lot of wind and you know, an odd frost through summer Victoria. That just might placate things a little bit until there's another rain event and it just might ease back uh, just in Tasmania today. Young cattle are back up, decreased in price by about $60 or $70 a head, just showing that there's a little bit of you know seasonality starting to enter the conversation. And I mean only starting, but the seasonality certainly is the primal thing that will keep everything consistent and if we don't get a rain through um, um, April, May uh, of, six, of, of a big nature, there will be some dry areas start to occur. So that's the only thing that can change things just at the moment. Yeah, I know in, with your networks, Ron, you'd be speaking to people in the north as well. And um, I think cattle people who don't take a notice of what happens in the north are, um, are missing a good lead opportunity because 50% of Australia's cattle are in Queensland and Northern Territory. So what happens there? affects everybody. What can you tell us about that area? And obviously they, in the past, they've had a big reliance on live export. How is the live export market going in terms of supply? Are, are they struggling as much as processors down here? Oh, I'd say greater. I, I think they're, they've got very defined in what they can buy, uh, particularly into the Asian, Indonesian market. And they are all struggling for the same amount of animals to go to the similar destinations. And all the live exporters are struggling to to put cattle out. They've got seasonality up there that, that the, the populace don't have to sell cattle of that weight immediately. And anyone that's bought cattle on the same token can't really sell them uh, in the live export weight because there's no margin in it. So it's a bit of a cross-threaded discussion up there in the north at the moment. But seasonality is so, so good um, uh, into the northern sector. There's no rush to do anything. There'll probably be a degree of cattle fat because the feed supply is there for that to happen. 
So that'll keep some of the, the northern processes going with a few slaughter cattle. But that boat uh, live export is a real challenge, just A, because of the price, and B, because of the, the just a distinct lack of number that, that they can procure from. It's interesting that this tight supply, I'm, I'm guessing you're, you're in agreement, Ron, is going to continue. But even looking at countries like Indonesia, uh, and now we, we know we've got early reports of the US market recovery, China's still strongly uh, buying red meat. It's a, it's a great time to be in the uh, livestock game, right? It's a fantastic time. I'm speaking to a live exporter this morning. They've uh, put, sent uh, one particular boat from Australia. They've sent it to Argentina in where the cattle are 30% uh, decreased on what we see here. So there are some changes in that live export geographics because live exporters need to supply cattle to, to particular nations. And uh, they've had to go out of Australia just simply because of the price of our, our animals. Um, they just can't compete. I guess, um, I mean, on the one hand, we don't like losing markets, but I'm sure the processors here would uh, would appreciate any extra cattle that stay behind for them to carry on because we probably always focus in our a little bit on um, the producer, but we really do need processes, um, you know, running successful businesses. And this is a pretty tough time for them, Ron, isn't it? Oh, Rob, it certainly is. And, and, and certainly through our, my mechanisms, the, the, the processor is just as much as a customer as the producer. And talking closely to some of the processing industry being a major customer, they're finding supplier really difficult. And it's it's just like the pyramid, you know, the... the uh, the clients at the bottom end that breed the cattle, um, they're certainly having an upside, but certainly from a process to customer point of view, uh, by the feedlotters or by the backgrounders, every part of the linkage is finding some challenges to try and make margins. Of, yeah, it'll be an interesting challenge for the next six months. Uh, the only thing, as I said and keep repeating, seasonality is the only thing that can change that. If we continue to see relatively good seasons, we're seeing the middle of Australia with plenty of water in it, whether that be irrigational water or extraction water out of uh, rivers, um, the irrigation system is becoming another tangent. So the whole linkage in the chain is finding some challenges that we'll just have to keep working on because I just don't think there's much relief coming forward in the short term. Well, look, Ron, it's, uh, it's great for us at Mercado here to talk to someone in your position because, um, you know, while we look at markets all the time, uh, there's nothing like having your finger on the pulse and being involved in it on a day-to-day basis, and clearly that's what you do. So you bring a lot of insights to us. I'm hoping that my nervousness that I'm feeling now is just because I've been around too long and, and I know that things don't stay good forever. Um, but as we said, if you, whether you're um, in the livestock advisory business or whether you're in the producer business, this is a pretty good time. Oh, Rob, it's an excellent time to be part of um, the whole chain. And uh, as long as everyone keeps level-headedness, um, we'll come through the other end. But yeah, it is placated just with complete seasonality and Hopefully the seasons uh, can keep providing and we can keep all going on the right direction. Well, look, Ron, it's been great. I want, we, we generally try and finish off on a question out of left field, which I haven't uh, deliberately given you any notice on. I know you spent, uh, you're now living in Victoria, but you, you cut your teeth in the Riverina and you, you know a lot of uh, Eastern Australia. But the big question is, are you an AFL or an NRL person? Uh, certainly uh, well conversed to the AFL game, um, but I do follow the Melbourne Storm being a southerner as well. So I have a bob each way. And I think the Storm's a pretty good bet to be on this year as well. Well, they're a great team to follow. Is your uh, AFL team as, uh, as successful as the Storm? Uh, the Essendon Football Club is a bit like uh, a smaller producer. We're growing our flock or herd to the right uh, requirements and we will have a very, very good spring in time to come. 
Uh, fantastic, Ron. And we wish you all the best. I'm not sure that I'm a great Essendon supporter, but I appreciate you supporting him. I know Dave's a bit of an Essendon supporter here, so he's got a bit excited. Thanks again, Ron. Um, we know that, uh, that a lot of people look forward to the sort of insights we can bring on commodity conversations by tapping into people like your experience. Thanks, Ron. We look forward to speaking again, and I can assure you it won't be as big a gap as last time. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks to Ron and Rob for sharing their insight today and you for listening in. If you enjoy the podcast, there is plenty more market intel on the Mercado website. A good one to follow up on today's conversation is the analysis on US beef by Angus Brown this week. We'd also love it if you could give the podcast a rating, hit subscribe and share it around to your friends and network. Until next time, have a great week.